0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
1: Hour number three. From Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose 960, The Fan at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we've been talking about it all morning, uh, thanks to Logan Paul on his podcast saying that he walked out of Oppenheimer because, quote, there was too much talking. What is the movie everyone loves that you hate? Nine sixty, nine sixty, name and location. We'll do some of those at 830. Um, our technical director, uh, GVP, with maybe the hottest of hot takes, saying John Wick terrible. I'll die on that hill. Okay. <laughs> All right. I feel like it's the 05 lockout again. It's the hill <laughs> the players will die on. We heard that expression way too many times that year. It's the hill they'll die on. Mm. Got to get what's yours, George. Yeah. And then they ended up paying escrow. Mm-hmm. Um the hill will die. But you on get
2: them? but you get escrow, that's yours now.
1: Mm. That's how that works. Uh Stephen Mahogany. I don't think we can be friends. The movie that a lot of people seem to think was great, but I thought was stupid and boring was Shawshank Redemption. Oh, George, that what's
2: a hotter you know, take? That's, that's what's a hotter take.
1: That, you know that's my favorite movie of all time. I do know that's your favorite movie. Get busy living or get busy dying. You're damn right. Say what to <laughs> Sorry, Steve. You obviously uh, you just movies just aren't your thing, Steve. You should probably just stop watching them in general. <laughs>
2: just pack um, it in, Get into knitting yep, or something like never that. Never watch another movie again because yeah, you don't even know bother. what you're watching. It's go okay. Ahead. You
1: got a blind spot for movies. That's fine, Steve. Yep. Just throw every device you own in a dumpster and yep. go back to puzzles. Yeah. Shoot it like it's a case of Bud Light. <laughs> um, our next guest is the uh, voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. <laughs> Uh, He joins us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Derek Wills, good morning. How are you, pal? Good
3: morning, guys. I'm doing all right. How are you?
1: Derek, what's the movie everyone loves that you hate? Oh. Can I give you mine to give me me some time?
3: Yeah, give me a a minute or two to think about that. What's yours?
1: Mine's The Batman that came out last summer with Robert Pattinson. I haven't seen it. Sucks. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but GDP, the hottest of all takes is John Wick sucks, Derek.
3: Well, I understand where he's coming from. I didn't like how that movie started. Okay. Anytime a dog is injured, let alone killed, I don't like that. And that's okay. how John Wick starts, right?
1: Okay. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, I don't a, like that. Is that a spoiler for you, George? now but i've seen the original but also derek would not put you on a murderous rampage <laughs> uh
3: i'm going to uh, exercise my fifth amendment right <laughs> okay. and not answer
1: canada, that. canada there's no such thing, there's no such thing oh, the that. correct answer I'm was exercise it correct answer yeah. was yes but move yeah. on okay, <laughs> okay. so I'm, I'm gonna give you to the end of the interview to give us the okay. answer for that i'll give it some thought Okay, um, I had a I had a hypothetical uh, Noah Hannafin trade come up yesterday because there was a big-time flying-under-the-radar deal that happened Friday night. The Sabres, who signed Eli Labushkin as a free agent defenseman uh, just two years ago, traded him to Anaheim essentially in a salary dump for a draft pick. And all of a sudden, there's been a lot of talk that maybe Noah Hannafin could go to Buffalo. Do you see a fit now, especially with the Sabres opening up some room on the blue line? Dan Lo- Dan Dunleavy, who just sat on, doesn't see it. Do you potentially see it?
3: I don't see it either. I mean, no. they're going to have to pay two of their stud young defensemen a lot of money pretty soon uh, in Rasmus Dahlien and Owen Power. And I think adding a guy like Noah if it, it looks good on paper. Uh, I'm just not sure you can make it work on paper when those two guys uh, are up for extensions because they're probably both going to get north of $10 million bucks. So I think you're probably going to have to build a blue line around those guys where you're you're not paying guys $5-plus uh, plus million dollars, and, and I think that's what Hannifin's going to get.
2: Now, that, that is another fascinating part, right? Like, I think a lot of people are intrigued. Maybe not so much here, because I think the expectation is that he's going to get moved. But what do you think that next money is going to be like for the Noah Hannifin deal?
3: Well, he's a, a top four for sure, mm-hmm. if not a top two, depending on the team. He skates like the wind. He can chip in offensively. He's got good size. I mean, he's really got physically the whole package.
1: Man, the so, Flames should keep that guy. Sorry, anyway. Well, sorry,
3: Derek. Oh, I mean, if, if they could, they probably would. But right. But he informed them that he wasn't willing to sign a long-term extension. So uh, it is what it is. And I do expect he'll be moved, if not before the start of the season, then certainly before the trade deadline. Uh, I think he probably gets upwards of, of $6 million a year on a long-term deal, don't you guys?
2: Yeah, well, I think so for sure. Six, seven, something like that, around Hampus yeah. Lindholm's type of deal would not be uh, overly shocking to see me kind of get that for a guy that kind of fits that bill, you know, good team, sometimes can elevate to a top pair defenseman. If you got a deep blue line, he's probably better suited to be a four, something like that. Um, Do you think the Flames need to get a defenseman back in that deal and maybe one that can play in the NHL now? Because right now you look, you see six NHL defensemen for sure, plus you got Dennis Gilbert and Jordan Oosterle. But if you move out Noah Hannafin and you don't get back an NHL defenseman, then someone's got to do a lot more work on the back end there.
3: No, I think if you're trading Noah Hannafin and you're not trading him for futures and Every indication that uh, I've received is that the Flames aren't interested in making it a futures-only deal for Noah Hannafin. They want an NHL player back. So if I'm trading a top four, depending on uh, what team is potentially going to, a a top two defenseman, I want a top six forward back. Like, Don't forget the Flames lost their leading goal scorer and point producer from last season in Tyler Toffoli. I'd love to be able to, quote-unquote, replace Toffoli with – whatever your return is for Hannafin. So that's the type of deal that I'd be looking to make. Oliver Shillington's coming back. And I know that people are wondering, will he be the same player that he was a couple of years ago when he was a top four guy playing on the left side of a pairing with Chris Canev that was really effective. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be that guy. You know, the other players have had four months off too. So I look at it as you got a guy who's coming back. He's healthy. He's hungry probably feels like he has something to prove. So I I think Oliver Shillington is going to be just fine, not necessarily replacing Noah Hannafin because they're different players. And I do think that at this stage of his career, Hannafin's a better player than Shillington, but there's still room to grow there. But I think you've got a good top six, but what you lose when you lose Hannafin, assuming you do lose him in, in a trade is you lose some depth. So I think what you would probably want to do, and they've addressed it, uh, uh, in some of the additions they've made this summer, you probably want to add a depth defenseman, a, a five, six, seven kind of guy. But I don't think you have to bring in a top four guy because you're losing a top four guy because I think Shillington can uh, do a good job filling that role.
2: Well, I think that you can definitely bring back a defenseman who doesn't have to be of a similar caliber per se because even with Shillington coming yeah. back in the fold, like you feel good about your six when Hannafin is there. But if you deal Hannafin away, then it's Zadorov, Shillington, Wieger... Anderson and Tanev. And that still leaves a six spot open for a lot of Dennis Gilbert or a lot of Osterley. And we loved a little bit of Gilbert whenever he was around, punching people in the faces, doing all that stuff, but I don't know if I love him as your sixth defenseman for a team that, you know, has perhaps mucky aspirations this year given with the contract statuses of some of their players.
3: Yeah, and for me, that's the big question mark right now, Maddie. is uh, what happens with Elias Lindholm? Uh, he's been the linchpin all summer. It's been really quiet, which I think uh, could be a positive sign as far as the Flames re-signing him to a long-term deal. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But I understand where you're coming from. But I also think that you've got what could potentially still be a really good top four, and I would even say top five because I think when he's on, Nikita Zadorov is a top four defenseman on most teams in this league. There's just been a little bit of a roller coaster ride with him. Uh, when he's good, he's really good, and when he's not so good, then uh, he's a bit of an adventure out there. But I still think that you know he's a really good five, if not top four guy. So, who, who plays with him? I guess that's the big question mark. I think Dennis Gilbert could be a, a good third pairing defenseman in this league. Uh, Jordan Osterley has been that guy before, although. I'd probably prefer him to be uh, a seven. I-, I think he'd be a really good seven. So we'll see. And there's still time for Craig Conroy to go out and uh, add someone who could potentially compete for a spot on that third pairing. But again, this is if everybody's healthy and Chris Canev was healthy as can be his first couple of seasons with the flames, but the last two, uh, not so much. So you have to cross your fingers and hope that he can stay healthy. He's your best defensive defenseman. And you need him out there. And uh, the last two seasons, uh, health has been a a question mark. You hope it's not moving forward as he goes into the final season of his contract. But again, you lose a guy like Hannafin, you lose a top four guy, you lose depth. So you're going to have to replace that in in some way, shape, or form. So uh, I would expect that they'll probably add another defenseman or two before the season starts.
1: Derek Wills is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. Joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline Big Show. Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Um, Derek, who needs to return more back to their 2021-2022 form for the Calgary Flames this season? Nazem Kadri or Andrew Mangiopani?
3: Oh, that's an interesting question. I didn't think you were going to use those two guys when you asked that question. I thought you might ask about Jonathan Huberto or
1: Jacob Markstrom. That's too easy. Of course they got to yeah, be better. I-
3: Yeah, I mean, this is a a challenging question. I would say both guys because, again, you lose your leading goal scorer and point producer in Tyler Toffoli, and I'm not sure you're going to be able to replace him guy for guy. I do think that the guy they got for him uh, in that trade, along with a third-round pick, but I think Yegor Sharongovich at 25 has plenty of room to grow. And with some more power play time, I, I think he could eat up a good chunk of goals and the points that the flames lost when they had to trade to Foley. So uh, I would say Nazem Kadri because he's a guy who's being looked at to do more than just play well. And I thought he played really well. First half of last season prior to the all-star break was the flames only representative at the all-star game came back and didn't look like the same guy. And I think the flames need him to be one of the leaders, not necessarily a guy who has a, a C on his jersey or an A on his jersey, but I think he has to lead by example. And I think he's the type of player, he's got a Stanley Cup, he can be a big presence and a big voice in that room. I think guys will follow him if he leads. So I think it's really important that we see the Nazim Kadri that we saw when he won a Stanley Cup of the Avalanche, that we saw when he first joined the Flames, and I think he was their best player early in the season. I think it's really important for him to bounce back As for Andrew Mangiapane, yeah, it's important for him to be a 20-goal guy again. I don't necessarily see him as a 30-goal guy, season in, season out. not saying he can't get there, won't get there again, but I think he's more of a 25-goal guy. So if he can get to to around 25 goals, for me, that's a bounce-back season for Andrew Mangiapane, and and quite frankly, I expect it to happen.
2: Derek, what's a realistic uh, expectation for Matthew Coronado this year?
3: This is an interesting one, Matt, because I've seen a lot of stuff on social media lately uh, kind of penciling him in on the opening night lineup, or roster at least. Mm -hmm. I still think he has to earn a spot, and I think he has a way better chance of doing that under Ryan Hoska than he would have under Daryl Sutter. I wouldn't have given him a very good chance under the old head coach, but uh, under the new head coach, who I expect to give every opportunity To young players like Matt Coronado, I think the guy, if he put in the work this summer, if he has a good training camp and plays well in the preseason, I think he's going to have a chance to make the team. But I don't think it's a guarantee. Do you guys?
2: Mm -hmm. It'd be pretty disappointing if he didn't. I don't think he's a lock, but at the same time, especially when you kind of look at the roster here, it's like, oh, there's there's not really a whole lot of guys that I'd like to see him get bumped out for, I guess. Like it depends like if they, and you know, you'd also hope like you mentioned Daryl Sutter there and, and maybe to an extent Brad for living as well, but you, some of the old PTOs that they would do of guys come in, don't really do much, take up room in camp and then leave. Sonny Milano comes to mind. Like I just, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, hope for a little bit more production from him than nothing is where I would go with that.
3: I, I just think it's maybe too much to expect a guy who's played in one career NHL game, a meaningless game that he did play well in Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of last season. I think it's a lot to expect him to come in and and just be an NHL right away. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I think I would be pleasantly surprised if it happened not stunned but pleasantly surprised just because he is a young player he's coming out of college it's a different style of hockey in the NHL than it is in the NCAA again he looked pretty good he looked pretty comfortable in his NHL debut but that was a meaningless meaningless game at the end of the season and uh, I think you have to take what you saw with a grain of salt do I think he's going to play in games this season absolutely uh, and I hope he takes that big step going from college to the best league in the world and is able to play in the flames top nine or maybe even top six and who knows maybe you're in some power play time as well i just think it's at least from my perspective it's a lot to expect him to to step in and, and play in that role right from the get-go guys have done it more guys will do it will he be one of them uh-huh. uh, i guess we'll have to wait and see how. i hope he is it'd be exciting to watch that kid and, and some others Get an opportunity under this new head coach. And I did a, a hot stove with Ryan Huska at the Scotiabank Golf Tournament this year, and I'll be doing another with him, with, with him at the Prince of Charity Classic next week. And again, he, he has Excellent given job. me and I think others every indication. Young players are going to be given an opportunity to earn a job with the team and to earn things like playing in the top nine or the top six or on the top line, uh, power play and penalty kill time. They're going to be given an opportunity this season that they maybe weren't given last season, and Matt Coronado's not the only one.
1: Uh, You, you guys ready for a, a hot take I've been thinking about for a while for the Calgary Flames, and I was waiting for the right time to unleash it, and I think that time yeah, is now.
3: I love hot takes.
1: Um, I know all the talk about the Flames, and if they get average goaltending last season, they'll make it to the playoffs. I don't necessarily even think this is that hot. But with the uh, the just seemingly dearth of goal scoring on this roster as it currently sits right now in August, if the Calgary Flames don't have a top-12 power play, Derek, they're not going to make the playoffs.
3: I'm not sure how hot that take is, George.
1: Well. <laughs> or uh, or how about this? It, I'm like going to share gonna a, a, a very out well-thought-out out take with, out 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 out. with you guys that I don't think yeah, the well Flames I've can make the that. playoffs if their power play isn't in the top-12. <laughs>
3: I think they've got a great chance to have a a top-12 power play. Um, Here's something that people might not know, and I wasn't at every practice in morning skate because I couldn't be last season, but I was at every practice in morning skate at home and never really saw them spend a lot of time practicing the power play. And I know that Kirk Muller has taken a lot of heat for that because he was the associate coach in charge of the power play. Sorry, my earbud just fell out. Uh, right. <laughs> but it, it, it looked to me, and I know it looked this way to others, like it was in some ways a little bit of an afterthought. Like There, there didn't seem to be a lot of time allotted to practicing special teams as a whole during the actual practice. It, it looked to me like kind of at the end of the main part of practice, they would call the power play guys – down to the one end of the ice and and work on it at that point. And and maybe that was just the plan, but I I did have someone very high up in the organization point that out to me. And I started to watch for it and I did notice that. And I'm not saying that's why the flames power play struggled as much as it did at times last season, but you know, Jonathan Huberto struggled five on five and on the power play. I expect him to bounce back. I think Nazem Kadri is going to have a bounce back. Hopefully Andrew Manjapani has one as well. So, when I look at the guys the Flames can put out there on the power play, and I think that there are some young players who could contribute. Jacob Pelche, for example, maybe Matt Coronado, if he makes the team and is given that opportunity. Uh, I do think they'll probably have to have a top half of the league power play and a penalty kill that might not be quite as good as it was last season, but it was pretty good last season, so, you know, a top ten penalty kill. But special teams is so important, guys, so improving that power play is going to be really important and in a Pacific division that I think is going to be incredibly competitive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You better have mm-hmm. a good PP and a good PK, because if you don't, especially going up against the Oilers four times, uh, that could
2: lead to some trouble.
1: Uh, Maddie, um, just yes. want to get your thoughts on uh-huh. my well thought out take. The Flames can't make the playoffs unless the power plays in the top 12.
2: I don't think that's that hot of a take, but then again, there's four teams that missed the playoffs in the top 12 of power play percentage from last year, so oh. like, it happens all the time.
1: Um, oh, no, but I'm saying this is a different animal because they have such a hard time scoring.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, okay. In past tense. Right. Well, but the, the, <laughs> the most recent sample size is how many one goal games because goal scoring was an issue here. Then again, because how the roster is currently constructed and GVP, there's your social media thing. Uh, post. You're welcome for today. <laughs> um, the flames will not make the playoffs unless they have a top 12 power play. I get what you're saying, Maddie, but especially with this team and this roster, it just feels like goal scoring is going to be hard to come by this season again.
2: I don't think it's going to be as hard to come by as last year. Like this team played a I smothering. Hope not. Like, I just feel like you've added Mark Savard, Daryl Sutter's no longer here. Ryan Huska has over and over talked about just unlead- unloading the offense and and kind of allowing these guys to. Be themselves, if you will. So I don't know. Like The power play is going to be big. It's going to be important, obviously, especially early on. Get some confidence for some of these guys. Who didn't have good years last season. But at the same time, half the teams in the playoffs last year didn't have a top 12 power play. So I don't know if it has to be that good. Like It has to be around 20%, I would say. It's got to be around 20 Below that, you're usually not very good. But somewhere around 20, and especially if you're getting good penalty killing like they have for the last few years, you're coming out on the good side of the specialty teams every single night, yeah, that'll help for sure.
3: Okay. Yeah, right. And I don't want to pile on Daryl Setter. He's a Hall of Fame head coach, mm-hmm. or will be, mm-hmm. and knows way more about the game and his baby finger than I ever will. But I think the Flames are going to play a way different style of hockey under Ryan Huska, who is still going to stress the importance of being strong defensively. But I don't think shooting from the parking lot is going to be a big part of the Flames' game plan this year. Uh, they had this this mindset about shot volume. They had to have shot volume. If you didn't have a certain number of shots or attempts, then you weren't doing your job. I, I think they're going to, to put way more stress on the importance of the puck this year, holding pucks, making plays. and And maybe that leads to them being not quite as tight defensively as they were under Daryl Sutter, maybe. But I think offensively, uh, the guys are going to have a lot more freedom under Ryan Huska. That, that's the sense that I get. Uh, he has said as much to me and to others. So that's why I'm excited about this Flames team. I think they're going to look a lot different this season than they did
1: last season.
2: I think it's important that they start doing that as well, get away from the outside. Because essentially, like Andrew is a good guy in front of the net. But apart from that, like, who do you have the bangs around in the crease? and cleans up the garbage for you, and if all you're doing is firing perimeter shots, that's essentially what you're hoping for. You're not counting on the player's skill and allowing them to go out and do what they can do best, which is make magic with the puck and create offense that way. You don't have to have high shot volume. A lot of good teams do, but you don't need to have it.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's more than one way to to score goals. And, you know, the interesting thing is I I thought the Flames... Turned the puck over too much by shooting from distance last season. Yep. They were also one of the best possession teams in the league. So mm. those two things kind of don't go hand in hand. But you know, they, they played a really strong brand of, of defensive hockey in front of, of Daryl Sutter and in front of Jacob Arkstrom and Dan Bladar two years ago. And they were hard to score on. Last season, the goaltending wasn't as good. But for me, that wasn't the only issue, guys. When there was a breakdown, it was a bad breakdown. And I think one of the big reasons why Markstrom and and Beladar's save percentages took a nosedive is because Flames didn't give up a lot of shots on goal. They were one of the best shot suppression teams in the NHL. But when they gave one up, it was usually a grade-A chance. And too often, those chances turned into goals. So I'm fascinated to see how different the system or the style is under Ryan Huska compared to Daryl Sutter. It worked really well under Sutter a couple of years ago, not so much last season. We'll see what huska has got in mind.
1: Uh, Uh, Derek? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Manny.
2: Oh, I just wanted to bring up one more, Uh, just because you mentioned the last couple names. I was wondering if you can get your uh, crystal ball out and just tell us what you think the Flames are going to do as far as this crowded crease, because I think we all understand that they probably have three NHL goaltenders.
3: I don't know. I really went into the off season thinking that with Dustin Wolf being two-time AHL goaltender of the year and being the first AHL goalie to win most valuable players since his goaltending coach, at least when he's in the NHL, Jason LaBarbera, that the Flames were likely going to move Vladar out to open up a spot for Dustin Wolf. But the sense I get, guys, is that they're not in a rush to do that. And if they've got three goaltenders who they consider to be NHL goaltenders, uh, in their system, I'll say, to start the season, that they're okay with that. And that if the right deal comes up, they'll make it. If it doesn't, I think Dustin Wolf might start the season with the Calgary Wranglers again. Uh, I do think that they're going to find ways to, to get him games with the Calgary Flames uh, until a spot opens up at, at some point in time. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was before the season or during the season, but I wouldn't be surprised that you know they, they had three NHL goaltenders, at their disposal. So we'll have to wait and see. I, I think eventually you have to open up a spot for them, but I also get the sense that the Flames re- really aren't in a rush to do that.
1: Uh, Derek, before I let you go, um, the movie everyone loves that you hate.
3: I can't think of one. The only one that comes to mind because I was excited to see it in the theaters. Yeah. And then it lasted about five minutes in the theaters, and then all of a sudden it was free on my TV, cocaine bear like what an awful movie <laughs> yeah, the worst movie i've ever seen now i'm not i'm not saying it got rave reviews and won a bunch of awards but it's not
1: citizen came sort of
3: excited to see it i heard a few people say it was really good and then i watched it and i'm like this was a waste of two hours i'll never get those two hours back
1: okay but just to be clear the movie's about a bear who ingests cocaine
3: and apparently it's a true story.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. Based on a true story. Now, if you really want a good uh, animal-creating chaos movie, may I suggest the Meg 2.
3: Have you guys seen Cujo?
2: No, but the Meg 2, you can go and they have the D-Box seats and they shake. And the shark does a lot of biting and it truly shakes the seat. You're going to really enjoy it.
3: Yeah, I'm going to watch that and Sharknado as well, Matt.
2: I own it on Blu-ray.
3: Not surprising.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> all, you, all you need is a Blu-ray player. All right. Um, I I'm, have
3: one. It's my PlayStation 2 that yeah. I bought about 20 years ago, and it still works. My It'll, Xbox plays still Blu-ray. does it. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, Derek, always a pleasure. Uh, thanks for this, pal. All
3: right, guys. Have a good one.
1: There is Derek Wills on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar Guest Hotline, brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast for pickup or delivery. Call 403-248-3344. We, um, we were uh, on a houseboat, and they had a TV on it with a DVD
2: player. Oh, it was yeah. It like looking in a museum. Nice. My buddy uh, goes, why don't they just have cable? And I went, well, it's
1: a boat. Yeah. Cable. Um, I was work. gonna ask Derek Wills a uh, a question about the goaltending, but I'm gonna save it for you next. Oh, oh, wow! For me, yeah. For
4: me, for me.
1: I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna ask you a good goaltending question. What if I give you a bad answer? I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm? Um, you're probably gonna be a good answer. Wow! Look at me go, GVP. Are you are you happy that I gave you that little nugget today? Yeah, I'm so already making that easier. card and whatnot. Yeah,
3: already cooking it up.
1: The Flames will not make the playoffs unless they have a top 12 power play next season. Bingo. And like- then uh, I, I, uh, I'm I, anticipating the who the hell is George Russick tweets at me, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> who are I you? Just, I just host a little show. No, I, and again, I have zero ego. You know that. Uh, I'm a nobody in this business. It's not like I'm texting McTexterson or Pat Steinberg. I'm yeah. a nobody. No. Um, But I anticipate those but I think it's a good take. I stand by it. But I have a goaltending uh, question for um, Matt Rosen. I'm ready.
2: I'm I'm all goalied up. your also on. strap um, the
1: pads on, bud. And speaking of the uh, mm-hmm. the aforementioned Texty McTesterson, uh, he's going to come on and read some of your texts of the movie that everyone loves that you hate. 960, 960 name and location. I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably going to be a good segment coming up. Okay, that's enough. It's the big show, um, Russick and Rose. <laughs> Don't Sportsnet. do it. <laughs> do it one more time. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't stop oh Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. will wrap up today's program with our text topic, uh, Logan Paul, because we get our news and takes from Logan Paul. Said he walked out on uh, Oppenheimer. There was, quote, just too much talking. We're asking you at 960-960 name and location. What's the movie that everyone loves that you just hate? You're just drinking the haterade with the movie. We'll do, the, we'll do that to wrap up the program. But we just had a conversation with uh, Derek Wills, the voice of the Flames on Sportsnet 960. I dropped my take of if the Flames don't have a top 12 power play, they're not going to make the playoffs next year. Stand by that. It's so a hill I'll die on, much like GVP and his John Wick take. Very, mm. very, very strong. John very Wick steadfast. stinks.
2: John Wick stinks.
1: Okay. Um, here's the goalie uh, thing I wanted to ask you, Maddie. Yeah. Because I know you love talking about goalies. I'm a big goalie love guy. Love it. I really get the position. You love it. Love it. Love it. Yep. I've
2: played a lot of it, and uh, my knees can definitely handle it. Definitely.
1: Right. Some of those um, might have been it, fibs. All right. Go ahead. It, re- it revolves around Jacob Markstrom. Mm hmm. What's the sample size you need to see from Jacob Markstrom playing good hockey to, to know that Jacob Markstrom's back? Because I feel like October is so crucial for that guy.
2: Um, Yes. I think it's early on for sure because as soon as things don't Happen early, then all of a sudden the snowball starts to build, right? And it's like, oh, sure. Well, we've been down this road before. Now I got to start doing things. And the other thing, too, is early on in the season, like the idea is you've gone through the whole offseason, didn't really have to deal with surgery, didn't deal with anything like that. Like you should be not peak, but like this isn't the 80s anymore. You don't show up to camp and then get in, get in shape. Like these guys ramp up a lot in that kind of month leading into camp. So I think it's going to be important for him to mentally, physically, be ready to go when the season starts. And and the biggest thing is going to be, A, limiting chances early on in games because, yes, he did give up a lot of early goals. But, yes, they were also giving up grade A chances right off the opening draw way too often. So I think for me it's going to be early. You know, by the end of October, if, you know, all of a sudden there's a little bit of a controversy and Dustin Wolf's getting more starts than we expected or Dan Fledar's getting more starts than we expected, then, yes, there's going to be ca- um, cause for a little bit of concern for sure. But he is a guy that 12 to 15-ish games, I guess, would be a number that I'd throw at you. Is that... Yeah, I think that's fair. And he's a guy that... Because first that's 12 to 15 games, for- he probably plays, what, 9 to 12-ish? Yep.
1: As he should. Yep. And how many back-to-backs do they have at the beginning of the... Uh,
2: I have not peaked their schedule too Really looked too at hard. the schedule yet? No. I haven't
1: really... I've 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 perused it a little bit. Wrong league. I've looked at it a little bit. Preseason, preseason, preseason. October 11th, home against the Jets. Okay, no back-to-back, no back-to-back, no. Okay, uh Sabers and Jackets back-to-back. Mhm. That would uh, be October 19th, October 20th.
2: First couple of games there. Yeah, yeah. So before you get to 10 games, I could see that. I think that's a good good spot. Like here's the thing. Is he going to start for the Heritage Classic on the 29th? That's the ninth game of the season? I would assume so. He probably should. Probably should. One of those things yep. where you should probably start the guy and you should probably start the veteran, but at the same time, yeah. is it going to be a question at that point or is Jacob Markstrom going to have already convinced us that he's back? Sends out the press release whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of the big things to monitor.
1: Uh, I think it's going to be fascinating, and also my uh, the Flames need to have a top twelve uh, power play to make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. We of course won't know that till around March and April. Yes, um, we've had fun today. I'm not yes, we've to had a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: we've been goofing. Little, I felt um, a little punchy today.
1: Yeah, I like I like when you you know I like when you have a little spunk. I like that.
2: Mm-hmm. A little bit of punch. I like when, I a like when you're a little
1: ornery. Mm. I like that. It's better than just a boring saucy. rose. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I got you. I got you. Yeah.
1: I like that. Um, have been asking you all morning. What is the movie everyone loves that you hate? 960, 960, name and location. This one came in late, and uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, John in Southern Calgary. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I wasn't going to waste one minute watching the second half of that nonsense. I saw that in theaters. I'm like, I don't like this. Too much for you? I won the Oscar for Best Picture. A little confusing? Didn't get it? No, I just didn't like it. I just... Why didn't you like it? Uh, There was also somebody sitting over my right shoulder in the row behind Mm -hmm. who was annoyingly laughing throughout the whole movie, Mm. which really took away my movie-going experience. Like,
2: it's, it's an incredible film. I won't it's incredibly well written, and the scope to pull it off, and then at the end have it make sense for most people is pretty impressive. I get it.
1: I just wasn't a fan of it. <laughs> I guess. Like I get it's, it's everything a, you're saying.
2: It's a nice. It's a nice family story. I don't know. I like it. I thought
4: it was good. Yeah. Uh,
1: we're seeing a lot of Avatar um, on the text line. Texty McTexterson. Is our Sportsnet 960 the fan robot? Here's my thing about Avatar, and everyone's like yeah. ripping on it, like, "Oh, the
2: story's not that good." Like, here's the thing: What was Avatar known for when it came out? For being mind-bending visuals, for James Cameron having yeah. all of these colors and
4: IMAX it was literally invented. 3D. It was the first of its kind. Yeah, like, really, it to wasn't. Do
2: that. It, like, the plot is fine, mm-hmm. right? Oh, like, yeah, unobtainium. dumb good story. Name and taro- story. S- some of the stuff, you're like, yeah. okay, you came up with the first thing that you could, and you went with it. That's fine. But the biggest thing about Avatar was how groundbreaking it was for the technology. That's why it was such a big movie. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. my goodness, a plot that you just can't. It's like a book you can't put down. That was never what it was. It was good enough.
1: Well, I I appreciate how fired up you're getting about Avatar. It's a good movie. I heard, I heard a lot of passion in your voice there. I heard a lot of passion in your voice It's an iconic and movie. I like it. I like it. Avatar Walk, like so the like MCU could run. Patrick, I'm not going to lie, I like when Matty Rose is a little sassy. He's fired he's up. sassy today.
4: He's a big movie like
1: guy. It. He likes his movies. I like I, uh, I haven't watched enough sports to
2: formulate sports takes yeah, over the last weekend, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is something that I can lean into. That's yeah, fine. Okay.
1: That. That's fine. Um, Texty McTexerson is our Sportsnet 960, the fan, text-reading robot. And he joins us uh, with some of your uh, movies that uh, you hate, that everyone loves. So, like, like, everyone loves this movie, but you hate it. So oh, what I'm going to do, I'll, I'll play,
4: uh, I don't have movie clips from all of the movies, but I have a clips from some of them, so I'll play what okay. the movie is, and then I'll play a clip.
0: Patrick, you know I appreciate you and the work you do. On well, this. there you go. Thank you. So uh, let's fire it up. Richard in Innisfail, always hated Die Hard. Go to the coast. We we'll get together, have a few laughs. Have a few laughs.
1: <laughs>, laughs. You ever see that clip when he was on with James Sabalski at the Raptors game and dropped the yippee Kaye bleepin' bleepin'? Oh, live on I television? didn't. Oh, you've never seen that? No. Hmm. Oh, that's from years ago. Yippee you yay that. on yeah. TV. Bruce Willis was at the Raptors game. I think he had a couple. And then James Cibalsi asked him about that line and then he just says it <laughs> on national Canadian television <laughs> with the mother bleeper. Hell,
4: yeah good. If it's after watershed, it's fine <laughs> Die hard's coming out there. Letter too. Buck. let's go. Mm-hmm. another one yeah. Mike Wh- from who, the who's ranch. never
1: who, who hasn't wanted
0: to visit uh, Nakatomi Plaza? Exactly All right, go ahead. Mike from the ranch die hard. It sucks I absolutely do not understand the bro hype.
4: Do you really think you have a
3: chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
0: Yippee-ki-yay! <laughs> 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 yes! Get him! Get him! <laughs> Bro I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. That got me a little fired up. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Hans, Hans so good. Gruber. We're, all, we're yeah. like Hans less than Gruber. six Alan months Rickman away from Christmas. The, so Alan Rickman is Alan Rickman's
4: go. the greatest in that.
1: Yeah, like talk about an evil... Dude. His and brother in the second. Yeah. He sounds It's time to
4: get to revenge, but doesn't.
1: Yeah. I love it. Because <laughs> Bruce it. gets him again. Yeah. Well, We're about the part where he's like Maclean, walking man. through on the broken glass and bare feet.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would really hurt. Uh, yeah, it would. And the third one hurt. was
4: set with uh, the Samuel Jackson. Uh, that's good. Yeah. I, I like Die Hard. I, uh, it's, okay. I, I think they good. Yeah.
1: Okay. I thought, I thought, yeah. 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 It's
0: good. All right. Keep them rolling. Titanic is the worst movie ever. When Leo was getting chased by Billy Zane's character and he was shooting at him. I was hoping he would kill him. <laughs> Jack, Jeez. I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Again. I'm uh, so overblown. The way it was shot was great. Yeah. Once again, another James Cameron Leo. movie. Shout out James Cameron. <laughs> Canadian, yeah. Canadian, Canadian James Cameron. Yes, sir. Biggest movie ever at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, was, it still it the biggest movie ever? Uh, no? I think Endgame beat it. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's, but did, they, did they adjust for inflation? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful. At inflation, I, again, we all still think there was room on the door for Leo at the end.
2: Yeah, without oh, yeah. a doubt. For sure. We actually had a Leo situation on the houseboat this weekend where uh, the wind was blowing and the boat got blown Jack, away I'm
1: flying from
2: two Sorry, of our fly. buddies and they just had like a little dingy air mattress and we had to get the boat and go get them. It was a whole. Avatar's spank.
4: got about 200 million on endgame. Wow. Yeah. Avatar's one endgame two, Avatar the way of water is three Titanic four.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm.
4: All right. All right. Nick.
0: I don't believe you. All next. right. Chris in Thorncliffe wasn't a fan of gladiator. Just didn't get the hype around it.
4: I don't have a clip from it, but... Ooh.
2: Are
0: you I like gladiator? En- are you not
2: entertained? Gladiator I think is a I damn yeah. movie. Are you not entertained?
1: Like, the part where he's about to go in the Coliseum and fight lions, and the guy in front of him pees his pants, and he just looks at him in total disgust. <laughs> I watched it um,
4: right before we got to Rome. Nice. <laughs> you got to set the scene. It's like let's do it. This is where i hey I'm man, going Walking Phoenix, such a good villain. <laughs> oh, he is movie. a
1: very
2: good villain in that movie. Oh,
4: he's just a great villain overall. I mean, yeah, look at the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um I'm I don't fan. know Gladiator
1: I think it's a pretty damn good movie. Yeah. But again, hey, this is it's all subjective. Yeah, it's it like is. Like music. Yep. People have their taste. People like what they like. They don't like what
0: they don't like. That's fine. That's why we're asking you. Keep them rolling. Jason in Red Deer, Jason in Red Deer, Jason in Red Deer. So is it, Boys, wait, is it Jason Fargo, and Red I, Deer? I, I
4: I it's Jason and Red Deer. Okay. I'm not going
0: to lie to you. We're probably going to play a Jason and Red Deer text Boys, right now. Fargo, I'm not going to lie to you. Fargo the movie. The stupid accent was the whole movie. I couldn't finish.
4: <laughs> no, I just think I'm going to barf.
0: <laughs> I like Fargo. <laughs> okay. Think I'm going to barf.
4: I think I'm going to barf. That accent, the Minnesotan accent. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota.
1: I don't. I haven't. I didn't really Fargo.
4: watch Fargo. I don't know. I don't know if I. I want to watch the movie. TV show. I want to watch the show as well. Okay.
2: It's got local ties, so yep, I, I don't does. even like to say that I don't watch it because it feels like anti-Calgarian. <laughs> but at the same time, I never have watched it. Yet.
0: Okay, keep them going. Anthony in Rocky Ridge, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, mm-hmm. I enjoy dry humor, but this one was bleached <laughs> bones dry. I the didn't. Least funny comedy ever. Oh, okay.
4: okay. Uncle Rico could have
1: gone pro.
0: Want to watch me throw the football (laughs) over those mountains? Anthony, we
1: couldn't couldn't be any further apart on this movie. And even uh, Ken from Coalhurst, Napoleon Dynamite, the character made me want to punch a baby. That's a little (laughs) aggressive, Ken. Uh,
2: Napoleon Dynamite was one that I did not understand, but it was also like The Office. Initially, there was a point where I was like, oh, Oh, wait, maybe I am sarcastic and dry and love humor like this. It's one that I've grown to appreciate as I aged.
4: Uh, Napoleon Dynamite is definitely I, a movie I've like older on
1: later on. I in loved life. it the first time I saw it. I go, this. Well, is you were
4: incredible. you were well, when it, it came out in 04, I was, I was twel- thousand by then. I was twelve or thirteen. So yeah, Tina, <laughs> uh, eat
1: your ham. <laughs> Come get your dinner. Eat the food. Yeah. Like some just the tater tots, Uncle Rico. Like even <laughs> even when they're like? selling the Tupperware. And Uncle Rico's <laughs> like, no you can get the boat, the ship, and the you can get the the ship and like the wife goes, I La, want that La Fonda like, stuff, La Fonda spelled duh, like then bowling, like it's oh, just,
4: it's so it's great.
1: a sledgehammer, just so good. But again, I get it if you don't like it, if it's that that's not your type of humor, I get it. <laughs> maybe you need a laugh track like The Big Bang Theory. I don't know, maybe you do. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, back in '82, I could throw
2: a football a quarter mile. <laughs> exactly. How much you want to bet? I can Again, throw this football over the mountains. He sets
1: up the corner
4: and he just yeah. like make it like doing like throwing motions. In you front know,
1: of you know, I'm a Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> fan when my Twitter avatar it's is Uncle, Uncle Rico, Rico putting on a Broncos jersey,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm never changing it. I was told numerous times you got to change out to your picture. I'm like, I'm not doing it. This is it. Yep. Nope. Take it. I, it's the hill i'll die on like <laughs> gvp and john wick it's a hill i'll die on
0: <laughs> all right let's keep going adam normally in calgary but currently blackfolds i'm driving to edmonton and about to go out of range thanks for keeping me entertained on the long boring drive movie i hate all the harry potters books included kids liking it is okay but the amount of adults I know who have an unhealthy obsession with this franchise is beyond comprehension. You're a wizard, Harry.
2: <laughs> you gotta be careful with this one. They'll come get you. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Look, <laughs> they come spellaramus right on your ass.
1: Look out! There's a lot of Harry Potter fans out there. Yeah. The Hogwarts oh, Legacy the... video game is amazing, though. I will yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, well, I've it, heard it's, it's very good. tremendous. I went to uh, Hogwarts. Hog- Hogwarts. Hogwarts. <laughs> Did you? Like I really know what I'm talking. Which about. Which house were you in? Hufflepuff. He's totally a. Yeah, he's definitely a. Hufflepuff. he's a bit of a Raven. Come yeah, on. you go to you go to Hogwarts uh, and just frogs pee all over you. I went to I went to I went to that. I went to it in uh, Universal Studios. It was awesome. It's like you're literally there. And I'm not even a Harry Potter. I think I saw the first two, and then I just tapped out on the movies. Clearly, I didn't read the books, so I tapped out after the first two movies. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is good, but I'm done. I know like the first three movies because they came
2: out when I was still a kid and I was really into the books, but uh, yeah. I would not know where they end and where they begin past mm. like
4: the fourth one.
2: Goblet of Fire, eight.
4: Goblet of Fire is the fourth one. So y-
2: yeah. you
1: want you also want to have a good chuckle, a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, find the Lindsay Lohan. Oh, where SNL. She plays Hermione on yeah. SNL. Oh, yes. A,
2: yeah, and it's a,
1: for other yeah. reasons too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good it's a good clip. Who's
2: the who's the girl that plays <laughs> that plays yeah. Harry in that? Oh god, what's it's her Rachel Draft? Yeah, yeah, Rachel yeah, Dratt. yeah, She's so good.
1: Oh, she's, she's so good. I love her. <laughs> she's so good in it. You should check that out. Alright, let's get to a couple, couple more. more. Let's get to couple a couple more.
0: more. Colin in the core. Armageddon is one of the most insufferable turds yeah. ever <laughs> <laughs> to disgrace the big yeah. screen. It was terribly written, embarrassingly acted, and its abhorrent and predictable plot was only made more reprehensible by its obnoxious soundtrack. This is our fixed problem in the Russian space desert! Because I don't wanna stay here! Finally! Finally! We go home! We can go home!
4: I love Armageddon. It's such a guilty pleasure movie. It's yeah. so bad, but it's like, oh my god, this is so stupid. But I love what about
1: it. the part at the end where Bruce Willis has the strength to rip off a patch from a spacesuit? Yeah, <laughs> give that to Truman. <laughs> like give that to Truman. There's no way you
4: could do that.
2: <laughs> you
4: could lie. Billy Bob Thornton's is so yeah. He just ripped,
1: like the spacesuit <laughs> is made so poorly like they got it on wish. Now <laughs> you can just rip it off. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I don't know. Those what? are the things I remember in movies. Like that.
2: You <laughs> would love the Meg too. They got all sorts okay. of stuff. I saw the like original that. Meg and I'm not proud of it.
1: <laughs> it's an incredible film.
2: I won't take any slander okay. on the big sharks. All right, last How many one? more do we want to play? One, one or more, cuz
1: I'm having
0: fun. One more. All right, we got we're okay. at the end of
4: the show. I got a guest.
0: Okay, all right. One, one more. more. Worst movie ever. Princess Bride. I'd rather stay <laughs> as Darn a man. frog. Terrible.
2: Anybody Terrible. want to Anybody want
0: Hey, do you want me to tell you about DeAndre the, the
1: Giant story on the <laughs> No, <laughs> No. You know what? We're out of time. All right, we got to go. <laughs> what do we got coming up on Mucho Big Show?
4: Uh, I got some NFL talk with uh, Jordan DeJani of CBSSports.com. Okay, cool.
1: Um, uh, apologies to all the texters we couldn't get to. We love you. We love that you interact with the show. Um, check us out on the uh, on the podcast. Um, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow.
0: Uh, have a terrific Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.